Hey everybody, welcome to the Fusion Students Podcast. If you have any questions or want to get connected with us, you can check us out on social media at Fusion Students KPT. Enjoy today's message. So welcome uh, once again. Today, as Nikki stated, it is a little bit different. Uh, if anybody has ever seen uh, the replacements with Keanu Reeves, where like one of the uh, football teams, they all go on strike and then they go out and get all these uh, uh, beat-up college players to come in and play in the NFL. That's what's happened this Sunday. Everybody has left you. Everybody's gone. Nah, um, uh, Bud, Bud and Carla are on a well-deserved vacation. Uh, Chris is up north. Uh, half of the worship team is on vacation, and half of the youth band is on vacation. So uh, this, is, this is what you get this Sunday. You get me, which... Okay, is somebody, is somebody telling you to do that as you walk in? Because the first service did that too. Now it's starting to get a little sketchy. So, so first of all, somebody put this, uh, this whatever, I don't even know what to call this, Kentucky Wildcat thing. We're going to stick that under there. But then somebody, because I called that out this morning too, somebody then put the, uh, the best logo up here, Go Duke. So we're going to... We're going to keep that right there, and uh, I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear the other thing that was just hollered out. Um, go vault. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, if, you're, if you're with us for the first time this morning, welcome. Uh, things are a little bit different, uh, so uh, we hope you still have a blast and hope you feel welcome. But I am Aaron Stroud. Uh, I'm the student pastor here. And recently, I'm also the uh, family pastor of family ministries. Uh, so I'm, I, uh, I work with the 6th through 12th grade uh, students. First of all, is there any, anybody on my team uh, in here, either in the band or, or on my uh, serving, uh, serving team, leadership team, if you would stand? I don't see anybody in this service. Uh, but one person that I do want to kind of call out, uh, he's up there in the sound booth. I'm pretty sure I can't see up there, but uh, Greg Lawson. Uh, everybody, everybody give him a round of applause. You will not know that Greg basically is uh, on a team until something goes wrong. That's one of the uh, unfortunate things, but great things at the same time about being on the, on the tech team. Um, you are like the, the line in football. If things are going great, nobody really cares who you are. If something goes wrong, everybody wants to know why and who you are. Um, but Greg is the unsung hero of the uh, Fusion Ministry uh, worship team. Uh, he, he's done a fantastic job just going above uh, and beyond uh, everything that is called upon him. Uh, so if you see him walking around, just tell him thank you. Um, and if you're a student, tell him, make sure you tell him thank you. Um, but things are going absolutely uh, great over in the uh, Fusion Ministry, and, and that is due to my team. Uh, just I, work, I get to work alongside a, just a great great group of uh, caring, passionate adults, and, and it just, it makes my job a lot easier, and I'm so, so thankful for, for all of them. Uh, I do want to encourage you, if you are in, if you're a rising sixth grader, or maybe all the way up to you just graduated high school, uh, a lot of times uh, I'll get asked, like, what's the, what's the age limits? Um, I do give a gap year, so if you just graduated high school, you have one more year. Uh, to hang out with us, just to transition 
uh, and then after that year, either help serve or serve in a different ministry uh, here at church. That's kind of how that's kind of how I roll. And in the summer, uh, if you're if you're a rising sixth grader, you get to come and and just enjoy all the events with us, big or small. Uh, and then, like uh, Kayla said in the announcement video, we'll we'll move up then. Uh, so I'd like to just formally invite you, if you are 6th through 12th grade, uh, like, come hang out with us. Check us out. Uh, I think you'll, you'll really enjoy it. We have one service uh, that allows us to just mirror this service. We, you know, of course, have our band, which you've heard, uh, and then uh, I or somebody else will, will preach the word, and, and uh, we just, we try to do everything to harvest way, which is just nothing halfway, uh, so... I really encourage you to come come hang out with us. Uh, if you are a parent, uh, we do have something called the uh, Fusion Parents Facebook page. This is a secret group. Uh, this is a way for you to just come in, uh, see the other parents. You can discuss struggles. Um, you can just help each other. Um, and it also allows me to get feedback from you. I love feedback from the parents. Um, I love seeing how I can come alongside your ministry at home. And then how you can come alongside our ministry uh, here at Harvest. And, and one of the ways that we do that is, of course, feedback from you. But also, it allows me to be able to share articles that I find to, uh, uh, if there's some sort of dangerous, uh, sometimes there's uh, dangerous social media games or whatever, I can, I can inform you, hey, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, you might want to talk to your teen uh, about this, or not just social media, but, but other, other issues that arise. Uh, so I think it's just a really great, great tool. Uh, if you're interested in joining that, you can go to theharvesttn.com uh, and then just click on students. You can find events. You can find the parent page. Uh, you can email me directly, uh, whatever, uh, whatever you need uh, to do to just get in contact with me. Uh, so that's my, that's my shameless plug uh, for all of you 6th through 12th graders to come hang out with me and for your parents to, uh, to go there. So you all ready for the, the message? Excellent. So even though Bud's not here, He's always got his uh, uh, sports drink. I'm not going to say the name because I don't know if, uh, if we can still put that on the podcast and I don't want to make Kayla have to edit a bunch of stuff out. So I've got my preaching juice. So I'm just going to take a sip of this and hopefully Bud will channel out through me. <laughs> so this stuff's really good though. This is the uh, Blackout Berry and uh, I highly recommend this stuff. It's so good. But I do not endorse it. I don't know what that means. However, um, so what are you seeking after? That's the, that's the question that, that I want to ask. Are, are we seeking after uh, a job status? Are we seeking after a, uh, I want to be the, the best of the best. I want to be the best parent. I want to have the best car. I want to have uh, the best. I want to get out of debt. I want to uh, buy a boat. I want to... Just fill in the blank there, because each of us have a goal that you have. And for some of you, the goal could have been several of what I just mentioned. See, there's earthly goals, and then there's, I guess, heavenly goals. Can they, can they intertwine? I think so. I think, it's, I think it's great when they do. The problem is when they don't. The problem is, like for me, Kayla and I, our desire is to get out of debt. We want to get out of debt. We want to be able to, uh, you know, save for retirement. We want to be able to uh, uh, just cash flow the birth. We want to be, uh, well, 
we're, we're having a baby if you didn't know that. Um, yeah. Anyway, we want to cash flow that. We want to we want to be able to retire one day. You know, I want. I'm trying to talk her into letting me get a minivan, y'all. I, I just I want. They're so awesome, practical. Uh, I can haul youth around if I'm not hauling my kids around. Like it's just. I mean, they're just great. Um, so tell her how great a uh, minivan is if you see her. Um, but but I have all these all these like financial goals that quite honestly are, are good goals. Now the problem is is my personality type. Amy has us take all these uh, personality types uh, tests, and if you volunteer or, or hop on on the leadership team, like you'll, you'll take one of these. And, and so mine was a C, or an Earth, whichever test that you get. So I am very practical. I am very like, if it's on paper, if it's written down, if it's a rule, I follow it. I get made fun of because I follow the speed limit. Um, like I get called grandpa when I drive. You know, it's, it's great, but, you know, if you go slower, you pay less in gas. So when you drive a truck, it, anyway, um, but I have a tendency of seeing the number in the bank account, the number in the budget, the number that's coming in, and I can freak out a little bit. Even though I've never gone hungry, I've never, uh, never not had enough, I've, I've always been provided for. My struggle sometimes is I have a little freak out moment. Now I've come a long way in this because earlier on, Kayla would have a, have a lot of faith talks with me. Do you not believe God will provide for us? Do you not believe God will provide for our kid? And so up to this point, I have very, very few. But it's been a, it's been a struggle ever since. Ever since really I became an adult. Like I've always been tight with money always freaked out a little bit. What happens is God's not in the center of it. So all of our goals are, are great. And for some of you, it might be that you're trying to, to reach a certain status at your job. Maybe your goal is to be the, the VP. And so you have a couple ways to do it. You can, you can mow people over, uh, kind of sabotage them, or, or you can work hard and hope that you get noticed, etc., so if we, if we take the wrong route, our earthly, earthly goals ends up doing more harm on the spiritual side. A few years ago, well, at least back when I was in high school, there was a saying that was going on that it was put God first. Put God first in your life. Make him your first priority. So much so that I actually led a Bible group in middle and high school called First Priority. And so it was one of those sayings that was just, I think it just made you feel extra spiritual. I'm putting God first in my life. It's the only problem with that is, if you work 8 to 12 hours, some of you more, a day, you cook dinner, hang out a little bit with your husband or wife or family, maybe watch a Netflix episode that turns into like, Seven Offices episodes. We've all been there. All of a sudden, it's bedtime, and you've got the choice of, am I going to sleep like six hours, or am I going to spend time with God? That's the, that's the issue if your focus is making him the priority, a priority. Now, the difference between that and putting Christ in the center, putting God in the center, 
is he's in every single aspect of your life, everything that you do, so that when you do have a freak out over, hey, what's in my bank account? Oh, we can't go out to eat because, uh, you know, that would be a great ministry opportunity to hang out with, with those people, but we just don't have it in the budget. The difference is you understand that God will provide. I'm not telling you go out and just spend uncontrollably because that's not smart. But what I'm in saying is what I'm having to learn is to trust God that $20, $50 here or there isn't going to make or break me, isn't something to freak out over. Because I'm having to put Christ in the center of my finances, in the center of my marriage, in the center of my life. And it's a learning thing for everybody. So most of the time when I get to preach in big church, I'm not really sure what to talk about. It's a little bit different. I'm able to build series if I want to. I'm able to have a standalone if I want to. I'm able to accidentally make a sermon that uh, uh, is really five sermons in one, but then I can break it up a little bit, a lot like what Bud does over here. But sometimes when I come here, I, I want to say so much stuff that that it really freaks me out and end up writing my sermon on like the Friday before just because I have to, and then it changes the, the day before, etc. This week was, was different. This week it was very clear. This week I, I knew exactly uh, what I was going to speak to you about, and the title of this message is Live Like a King. And I'm very excited about Live Like a King because I'm not talking about your earthly king. I'm talking about Jesus. Living like Jesus. So you might be saying, well, Aaron, how do, you, how do you live like Jesus? I'm glad you asked that because that's what we're going to learn about in the next 27 minutes. So I have four points. Don't get scared about my four points because I am still a student pastor, so I still preach very concise-like. If Bud had four points... You would, you would have the right to be scared. <laughs> All right, so if you would go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. So number one, we're going to look at the fact that we need to learn the king's mindset. Uh, a few a few years ago, Chris did a, did a sermon to where she was comparing self-help books to, to the Bible. And one of them that she kind of somewhat made fun of was, was a book that actually helped me a lot. So I don't know what that says about me, but um, the book was called Mindset. Because when I, when I left my previous church, I was in a very, very low place. And so a lot of you have heard my story. Um, but I went to work at Chick-fil-A for a while. And when I went there, I was, I was a victim. There was a lot of anger. There was a lot of sadness. Like, there was a lot of questions. And so my manager, who also was one of my better friends at the time, he said, Aaron, you need to read this book called Mindset. And I started reading it, and I quickly realized that how I start the day, I can start the day as a victim, I can start the day as a warrior, I basically get to pick what Aaron is going to walk out and face today. And ever since, ever since I read that book, it was like I went from being just this sad little victim while I was working at Chick-fil-A to all of a sudden in six months I was the night shift manager. 
and that's not saying it's not saying like you know I don't know what I was trying to say there but just the difference of a mindset allowed me to go in and conquer if I would have kept that victim mentality I'd have stayed at you know just being the the do whatever guy whatever somebody needed I was doing it but then I got to I got to lead people I got to develop people and then they put me with teenagers what so they put me with teenagers and I got to invest into teenagers life at Chick-fil-a all because of a mindset switch so let's start reading in chapter 2 verses 3 do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourself not looking to your own interest but each of you the interest of the others in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who in being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That, that at that name of Jesus, everyone, every knee shall bow, and in heaven on earth and under earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So I have the same mindset as Christ. What is that mindset? It's being humble. Humbling yourself, here you have Jesus coming down in form of a man, humbling himself, not using, not using the fact that, hey guys, I'm the son of God, like I'm about to rule you. No, he, he came and, and he served, he performed miracles, he taught. He lived like no one else. So what is that mindset? It's a servant mindset he literally made himself nothing there's so many of us that i don't know i don't know if it's the same issue like with with girls but us guys like we have this like sense of pride like and if you start messing with my pride you start messing with my manliness i, I get a little upset i don't like it my pride rises up so if it's that hard sometimes for us to humble ourselves Think about being God's son, being like, I'm Jesus. You know, have you ever thought about that? So we are asked to humble ourselves as an example that Jesus did. He humbled himself not only as a servant, but he humbled himself so that he was obedient unto death. Jesus had a choice. If you, if you look back to the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, basically, God, if there's any other way, let that be done. But if it's your will, I'll do this. If it's your will, take this cup from me. But if it's not, I'm going to do your will. Jesus was obedient until death. Are we obedient? Like, sometimes it's hard for us to just simply be nice to people. But here we have our example of Jesus that we're supposed to be living like, that we're supposed to have the mindset after who is literally serving and willing to die for all of us. 
The mindset of Christ is putting others before us, humbling ourselves, and willing to be obedient. Point number two. We understand that Christ is more than an example. What is an example? A lot of times, like if you're taking a test or if you have to fill out a form, it'll be like example given and it will, it'll, it'll give you that little box. But the Greek word for example here is tracing. So if I used this lovely Duke logo that somebody drew as an example, I would patiently trace this. Y'all didn't know when you made this it was going to be an illustration. That's awesome. I would perfectly trace this until my image matched it. That's what we're called to do when we follow Christ. Let's reread verses 9 through 11. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at that name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So Jesus is our example. But other religions have an example. Other religions have Muhammad. Other religions have Joseph Smith. So what's different with our example? The difference is, is that Jesus is more than an example. Just right here, Paul says, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and don't miss this part, and under earth. So heaven, earth, and hell. Every knee will bow to Jesus. Every tongue will acknowledge that he is Lord to the glory of who? To the glory of God. Let's go to, where are we going? First Peter. Our example is more. Starting in verse 21 of First Peter chapter 2. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no, decent, no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled the insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted him to who judges justly. He himself bore our sins and his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, we have all been healed. So here Jesus did something that no other example has ever done before because they can't do it. Jesus bore our sins on his body on the cross so that we could die to sin and live and live in righteousness. Jesus is more than a what? Example. First uh, Corinthians eleven one. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ, says Paul. So for some of us, we're saying, Aaron, that's a that's a pretty big that's a pretty big step. I don't know if I can follow Jesus' example. I don't know if I can do that. So that's the cool thing about Paul here. Paul's, Paul was a pretty messed up dude before he met Jesus, right? If you know anything about Paul, he's a messed up dude. But his faith journey took him to a place to where he could say, follow me if I follow Christ. 
what a great goal. What a great goal. It's a scary goal, but it's a great one. For us to be able to look out to people and say, hey, you follow me because I'm following God so closely that I'm literally tracing his outline. Understanding that we can never live up to who Jesus is because he was blameless. He was the son of God. But that's our goal, guys. That's the goal that every Christian should have. To humble ourselves. We're going back to Philippians chapter 1. Sorry I'm flipping around so much, but it's on the screens if I'm going too fast. Starting in verse 9, and this is my prayer, that you may love and abound more and more knowledge and depth and insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Jesus is more an example. He gave us the ability to live the fruits of righteousness. He gave us the ability to be able to have an intimate relationship with Christ. He gave us the ability with righteousness because who did the righteousness come from? Through Jesus Christ. And that brings us to our third point. In order to live like a king, we have to have a desire to grow in intimacy. Uh, we did two, two series recently with our, with our fusion students. One was called Hope in the Dark. Uh, and it was a series that I did from uh, Craig Rochelle. It was raw. And it was so raw because so many of our students are going through such pain. So many of our adults at that time even were going through such pain. And then we got to study the book of Habakkuk to where Habakkuk is literally wrestling with God and embracing God. Because in the lowest valley, oftentimes, we have the most intimacy. If you get in a fight with your spouse and you fight the right way, you should come out of it closer to your spouse than you were before the fight. Because you have the choice. You have the choice to, to walk through something difficult together or you have a choice to throw blame on each other. We watch Habakkuk wrestle and embrace and grow in his intimacy with Christ. And I watch students get to grow in intimacy with Christ. And then we looked at what prayer was. We, we looked at two different types of prayer first. One was grocery list prayer. And we, we looked at that, and it's kind of, you got prayer requests. Your good old-fashioned prayer meeting, where everybody, everybody throws out a request, which is great. It's a great prayer. The only problem is, is if it never grows from that. If all you do is, God, help me, help this, help them, help that, help that. But you never seek after God's face, which is a worship-based prayer. Even if you look at Christ's example of how to pray when the disciples asked him, start it out worship-based, and then let your will be done. Growing in the intimacy. If all you do is stay in the grocery list prayer, and all you do is seek God's hand, you may miss his face. But if you seek after God's face, his hand will provide. 
This, is, uh, this next verse is going to be from the New American uh, Standard Bible. This is 2 Corinthians 3.18. Cool. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. Sometimes in the Bible, it's so easy to read so fast. And you miss one of the most important words. Because oftentimes, some of the most important words in the Bible are the smallest words. But, of, or. And right here you have all. It's not a select few. It's not just Moses or Abraham or or, or God's chosen people back in the Old Testament. This is all. We're all with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror. Now this mirror, it wasn't, it wouldn't be like one of those, you know, some of y'all got these fancy mirrors with these uh, uh, magnifying glasses so that you can literally like see down into one pore on your, on your face. And if you're wondering what I'm saying, the, the other service made fun of me for how I say mirror, but it's mirror. The, the thing that you see a reflection in. So if you're confused by my, uh, I don't know, pronunciation of that, then that's what I mean. Um, but this would have been a shiny piece of metal. Would have been like looking at yourself in a spoon. Have you ever watched those, oftentimes the Disney movies will, you'll look in the mirror and then the image that you see will change. And and the, maybe the princess will be all grown up and she'll be a princess or whatever. But that imagery right there is what we should see spiritually. When we look in the mirror, we shouldn't see us. I shouldn't see Aaron. I should see Christ radiating through me. Because Aaron should be dead. Thanks to Jesus, I got to die to sin and become righteousness. If I could have four volunteers, real fast, okay, here you are, just four people, run up here on stage real quick. Uh, and I'll, I'll put you where I need to put you in just a second. Beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. All right, if you'll come right here, you get to come about right here. You can stop right there. And then you, yeah, you're right there. And then Clay, you gotta you gotta kind of be in the picture here, so you're gonna be right there. All right, now I'll face that way. So a lot of times we start thinking, oh, in American Christianity, I got saved. I get to go to heaven. I'm done. But see, that's that's not what Jesus died for. Jesus died, yes, so that you get to spend eternity in glory with him. But he also died so that you could develop an intimate relationship with God. So right here, just got saved. Just had your justification moment. You are now living in righteousness. And so you transform. Sometimes it's not a fast transformation. You have some people that they get saved the next day they're a preacher. Like, that sounds a lot like Bud's testimony. But then you also, you also have some people that you get saved. Oh, I still struggle. I struggle with all this. I struggle with all that. And then you get up, you fight through some struggle, and you make it right here. 
you're growing. You're building that intimate relationship with God. You're still going forward. You make it here. You're developing. Now you're here. See, the problem is, a lot of times we get discouraged in this journey, the sanctification process to where we're developing an intimate relationship with God. Because God likes to say, hey, you're not there yet. You haven't quite made it there. You haven't quite made it to where Bud is. You haven't made it to where Chris is. What, what Satan won't, won't tell you to do is he won't remind you where you came from. He won't remind you how you got from here to here. And I stole this from Stephen Furtick. It was just an awesome illustration. Because when you start getting reminded of where you're not, you have to remember where you came from. Y'all can sit down. Thank you. Number four, you have to choose to live like a king. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to pick up my cross daily, your cross daily, and follow me. You have to pick up your cross daily. This isn't talking about a little necklace. It's not talking about putting on a, a bracelet. It was not yet the symbol of Christianity. What the cross was when Jesus said that, the cross was a symbol of death. Jesus was saying, you have to die. You have to be willing to die. You have to die to who you are. And you have to be willing to die for me. You have to choose to live like a king. As I was kind of researching what family ministry is, I stumbled on a podcast. And that podcast had a, had a guest interviewer, and it was talking about the biggest need in America today in churches. And I was dumbfounded to find out what that need was. Because the biggest need in American churches today are volunteers. Volunteers. So as we're following Christ, and as we're learning to live like kings, we're learning the mindset to be a servant, to humble ourselves. But yet, in the Christian church today, churches across the nation are struggling to find volunteers. Struggling to find volunteers that will invest into the next generation. That will smile and hold a door open for people. That will, that will check in a family. That will help park cars. I want to challenge you. I don't want to shame you. I'm not shaming if you're not volunteering, so don't take that wrong. But I want to challenge you, even if you don't volunteer here, serve. Be a servant. Because I promise you, if you're saying, Aaron, I need to pray to see if God wants me to volunteer, if God wants me to serve, that's the wrong prayer. It should be where. It should be, God, I want to live like Jesus. Because Jesus didn't die so that the next generation doesn't get taught. Because we don't want to have to have our, our next generation have to go back and listen to the archives of Harvest Community Church and listen to Bud 25 years from now because we didn't disciple. We didn't care enough to get involved. We didn't, we didn't help develop 
that intimacy and that joy and the excitement any way possible. So I just want to challenge you. This, uh, this wasn't intended to be a volunteer message, but I just couldn't help but put, throw this plug in there. Fill out a card. Go online. Sign up. I promise you it will change your life and it will enable you to be closer to Jesus. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. What are you doing today? What are we doing today to help us transform to a deeper relationship with God? God, I thank you for who you are. God, just we worship you today. I thank you for your opportunity for us to do that. And Lord, just uh, I just pray for us as a church, God, that we will just open up our doors, open up our hearts, God, just to serve people like they've never been served before. God, just I pray for each and every person in here, God, that you will just give a desire to have a deeper and more intimate relationship with you. God, I just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. And hey, 6th through 12th graders, if you'd like to come hang out with us, we're at Harvest Community Church every Sunday morning at 1130. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.